Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Battlefield Podcast, Episode 3, Why the Bad Things Happen to Good People. Stay tuned. And tell Mark when to come in. Just got to 10, Mark, and then just come and start. All right. (laughs) Welcome back. Episode three of The Battlefield. Today, we're going to discuss uh, a very, very difficult uh, question. One that has been argued since people could argue and history began. Um, I don't know that we will solve this issue, uh, but our hope and our prayer is uh, today that you will come away with perhaps a different frame in your mind and in your perception uh, in dealing with this issue. And that issue, once again, is why does bad things happen to good people? And uh, so... um, This happens to be the number one uh, argument against people uh, when they, for there being no existence of God. Yes. If there is a loving and true God, then why do bad things happen? So uh, today on the battlefield, this is, this is the battle. So let's go. What do you think? Yeah. I mean, so, you know, really this one gets into the, some big theological discussions, some big things. Um, like uh, it's called the problem of evil and suffering. And, uh, you know, one of the things, just as a side note, before we kind of get into this, uh, I really started doing a few years ago a lot of study on this because I had um, a class where uh, we had missionaries from all over the world that were in that class and, and ministers from all over the world and pastors. And, and one of the things that I was asking them for those that weren't in the United States, that weren't in America, it was like, what, what's the biggest difference between ministering in that country versus us and every one of them said that in america you don't have a well-developed theology of suffering oh okay and he said you, you you because america's become all about comfort and everything mm-hmm. else and so but yeah you're right that they that's this is one of the things that get thrown out uh as saying you know either god doesn't exist or something else now if you you believe like frank turk frank turk has a really good book that it's called borrowing from god it says if um, why why do you even call evil evil unless there was something good to compare yeah, it to? That's true. <laughs> so you've got to borrow from God to make your case against God, right? Um, but but I think that you know this issue of suffering it's one that we're uncomfortable with. Mm-hmm. It's one that is uh, something that we don't like. We don't like to discuss. We want to get past sometimes really quickly. But we have general views of suffering. So we have some that I believe are insufficient views. Um, and then uh, we can look at a biblical view of suffering. Like what, what, is, what does scripture say about it and stuff? And so I don't know. This is, of course, going to school, doing all the things that are done and, and just being in ministry in general. It's been one that's come up quite a bit. So let me start out with a question. Go for mm-hmm. it. When you face suffering in your life and, and what is the first thing that pops into your brain? I know for me, when times get hard, it is always, why? Why is this happening to me? Why have you singled me out? What have I done? Why? And and it's always, you know, pity me, poor me. What did I do to deserve this? Um, what what are you guys' response? Well, I uh, see, what, what is God really putting me through? What is he trying to? 
bring out of me because I realize that anything that's hard ever in life, the way he designed, you know, the whole flow of the universe is that nothing comes easy that you really want, right? So you have to go through something to really mold, even when you're working out, right? Your muscles literally tear apart and, and then they break, they build back up stronger. So I try to always refer to that. Now you do get to the point to where- That's good, I wish I could get there. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. you get to the point that you do, you're like, you know, why is this going on? Especially when it's lasting a lot longer, right? Because mm -hmm. then, then, then you need, okay, God, you're testing me, but I really, really don't want to do this. I don't want to go through this. Uh, and so that's when you start bringing in other things like reading the scripture and stuff like that. So I try to keep that method going to where I don't totally just turn my back on God. You know what I mean? Right. Yes. Like I, you don't, they have to have some point to where, okay, at the end of the day, I've, you know, I've read my scripture. I've, I've been thinking about this, talk to people. Now I just need to be still, right. And just, just chill, Chris, like, because you've been in a, a, a position before, um, and you got through that. So, you know what I'm saying? So just let this, just sit here and maybe this, this is what you're supposed to be doing. Um, and you're right. You do have to get to that point because suffering can be hard and needed that, that need to understand everything, right? Yes. That need to understand why is this going on? Why am I doing this? What's going on? You know, and, um, I think you have to kind of, you know, deny yourself in that situation. I don't have to understand everything. So, Dr. Nichols, is this happening to me because I'm a bad person? And I think that's I think that's the question that our mind naturally goes to yes. first and foremost is like, what did I do? And if we uh, then we say, what does that mean? God's punishing me. Is this a punishment? Is this, a, you know, something else? And so um, so that's one of those those things. And when you look at uh, it's a, called a fatalistic view that that all suffering is a punishment for bad choices. Um, the result, ultimate result of this is of course guilt and shame and you're living under this, if I could just perform better, if I was just better make different choices and somehow appease God better, um, you know, we ask the question, what have I done to deserve this? And um, and of course we, we believe in, in uh, that we're saved by grace, you yes. know, through faith and not, not by works. And uh, this kind of goes a little bit against that um so then what happens is if we are asking that you know man i'm what did i do wrong now i've got to do something good mm -hmm. uh, and it becomes this balance of good works versus bad works um the problem is is, is we don't know the conversion rate yeah <laughs> we don't know, yeah, we don't know how much to do yeah, yeah and, and the re reality is yeah the, the reality is is that uh you know how how many yeah. How many good things can you do to make yourself not a sinner? Yeah. Well, you, you're already in that category because one sin puts you in that category, right? Mm -hmm. um, but if if suffering is purely God's punishment on bad choices, where's redemption? True. Where's forgiveness? Getting I, closer to God? Yeah. 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 I, I think we spend so much of our lives trying to control and yes. set up things mm -hmm. so that suffering doesn't happen. We yeah. spend so much of our lives trying to get things in place to make sure the boat is never rocked. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And if that one thing falls through and the boat begins to rock, man, it 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 shatters the whole foundation. Right. When it, it we are never really in control of anything. Suffering can happen upon us at any time. It's yeah. in the news this week. A school shooting. Right. Innocent yeah. children die. 
um, that's hard to wrap our, our, our heads around. Yes, and that gives a lot of people who are against the faith a lot of fuel. Well, they believe it's fuel, yes, but it's really, right. really not. Because uh, once you said it's going to, uh, it's that 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 where you're trying to control everything. When that something like that happens, that nobody yeah. across the board wants to happen, you've got to find somebody to blame. You got to find something to blame, and so uh, yeah, that gives them a lot of fuel too. Yeah, because like, what bad choices do those kids yes, commit exactly. or make that justified, you know, or, or you know, mm -hmm. anything like that? Uh, and and so one of the reasons that this view is also insufficient is it it doesn't accurately address what happens when you didn't have a choice in yourself. Oh, circumstances, yeah, yeah. Wow. You know, so like, right. for instance, in John 9, you have the man who was born blind and the disciples ask him and say, ask Jesus and say, who sinned, this man or his parents that he was born blind? And, and Jesus's response was neither, that he was born blind for the glory of God. So that in this moment, you know, so it was like there was these other other purposes that could be, you know, utilized or, or was that play? No, no, no. Yeah. You know, I, I watched this documentary once about a young man who had a bright, bright uh, outlook on everything and he uh but he was uh he didn't have any arms or legs yeah but he had he was just so i'm gonna have to get that and put that on the battlefield but uh he was so enlightful and everything and his family couldn't understand why now they didn't really mention anything about god or anything and then i remember they were asking his mom's like uh she was like i really don't want my son to have to be born like this and go through a life to teach other people a lesson or to show other people like oh you need to be blessed uh be like him but it was also it was almost like she was missing the blessing because of his outlook i mean he was even talking about girlfriends and you know stuff like that <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. you wouldn't wow. expect somebody yeah. to see and then but his mom was all gloom and loom. you know it's like hold up you do you realize this man he's he's i mean this young man's not even worried about the same thing that you're worried about if anything you're bringing that into his life and it was really good outlook. I'm gonna have to bring that. Uh, it, it, that was one of my divine moments that changed my look, outlook on life. And I was thinking, okay, God, did you, you know, was he born like this so I could watch this so I could, you know what I mean? Yeah, so you yeah. start thinking that. But if you don't know God, you won't see it from that perspective because the person closest to him couldn't yeah. see it. So, so yeah. that's 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 a good scripture you were yeah. you were referencing. Yeah, and and so the, the more uh, the, the common name that we call the fatalistic view that all all bad things are because of our choices is called karma. Karma. Ah. Yes. <laughs> karma yeah, is karma. where you get what you deserve yeah. based upon you know your bad choices. Um, and so kind of kind of shifting over to another. What about okay? God has just set the the course of life. Um, in motion, mm. and you don't get a yeah. your choices really don't matter. It's just it, this is called the, the fatalistic view. So with the others, the moralistic view. This is the fatalistic view where um, God has uncaringly, uh, uncompassionately just set everything in motion and kind of step back, and you're going to suffer. You know, suffering is just part of it. Oh wow. Well, I think. <laughs> If, if we have no say in the matter, if God just spun creation and let it go and he's standing back watching, then it's easy to just say, oh, well, I'm not responsible for anything. Right. Whatever happens, happens. It's not my fault. Mm -hmm. And uh, it takes away any responsibility for bad choices. You right. know? If I drive my life off of a cliff, it's yeah. not because of what I've done. 
it is fate or whatever. Yeah, fate, destiny, destiny. Or, yeah. Yes. Uh, no, if you if you drive your life off of a cliff, it's your foot on the gas pedal. We, there are times when we are responsible for suffering. Uh, I think, unfortunately, you know, um, life is not fair. Yes. Um, I second that. Yes. <laughs> You're right. Uh, and so with I could even go the other way with that, too. Well, I guess it's kind of the same way to where what's the point of anything? Yeah. You know, yeah. like. What's the point of doing anything at all, you know, and that actually that view can actually be, uh, I guess, challenged with your own actions. What if you let's say, okay, if I believe this, what if I go and just commit to maybe just today, not even a week from now, making some healthier choices, just eating right or something Mm -hmm. and just see what the result is. If I want to test to see if that is true, to see if choices some choices could help me in a certain way. And I think that could almost, you know, kind of fight against that kind of view, or you would at least be, have a spark to think that maybe this isn't the truth, you know? Um, so, uh, yeah, so that's, that's a, that's a bleak. That's like, yeah. I have nothing, yeah. to, you know, there's no people. reason. Yeah. yeah, there's no very, reason. It's very dark. It's mm-hmm. very, uh, it, it leads to very dark places. Yes, I can <laughs> see that. Uh, and, and so the major world religion that kind of holds this is Islam. Oh, wow. So, so, so then in the case, just to kind of give play a little bit of devil's advocate a little bit. So in the case of saying, I'm going to make a change and mm-hmm. see if my choice affected anything, they said, well, that was already part of God's will. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that was already, that was already, you were already supposed to make that decision. And so, yeah. and so therefore you didn't ever really have any, any part to play. Dang, then what's the purpose? Right. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Yeah. So, so you got, so both of those views, moralistic, fatalistic, they're, they're really insufficient uh, to describe all of suffering because the fatalistic one negates people's choices, Yes, you know, and, and it either completely removes responsibility. Mm -hmm. uh, And we've seen people make those cases and and say, well, you know, somebody else did this, I chose this, but it's really their fault, you know, like that type of stuff. Everybody makes sense. (laughs) Sometimes, yeah, (laughs) Uh, you know. Uh, but another one is it's called the self-transcendent view. I want to give you this one. So it's this is suffering that is caused by wrong desires. It's it's purely n- not always what you do, but they would say that what you do is comes out of what you desire. But it's purely wrong desires. If you're why why do I suffer and not have money? Well, why do you want money? Like you know, and it becomes this thing. So this is more closely tied to like Buddhism and stuff like that. All right. So so where do you guys see that that uh... <laughs> have, have you heard of the secret? Uh huh. Yes. Okay. So yes. that kind of like yeah, that falls into the that line with that because when I was watching that, I was thinking like, man, y'all, are, you know, whatever you put out there, and it comes back to you. And it was just in that on that video too. So many celebrities, yeah, so much yes. influence on that. But um, so I could see how that has yeah. kind of taken away mm-hmm. from that. But I didn't know this was what it's called. This is why I love you guys. Y'all bring so much knowledge and wisdom. I didn't know that's what it is called, but uh, I watched that show. Um. With that though, um, it's it's almost uh, it feels like a little condemnation to me, just a little because like if you're desiring something and it doesn't come, what uh, like you? So how does it? I guess how does it manifest or how does it? So if I'm desiring something and it brings up a wrong uh, decision or a wrong something, whatever it is. Uh, how do I get, how do I counter that? 
with well them. to go a little bit further with the self-transcendent is that is that they believe that that suffering ultimately isn't even real that it's really just an illusion of suffering based upon your desires and your perception of it <laughs> okay. because remember you're you know for for some of these religions like that what they're doing is is it's always trying to uh, obtain the next uh transcendent oh, yeah, plane, level. you know okay. and, so, and so then if then what happens is suffering becomes just an illusion based upon your perception okay <laughs> yeah that too before yeah 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 i don't know so what about those people that say oh well, i'm suffering because of what happened to me in a previous life Mm, yeah yeah <laughs> see yeah. that's what i mean by condemnation yeah. you would never escape that yeah mm -hmm. yeah <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah wow that's deep yeah it gets it gets there so so that one's really insufficient because uh you know if we believe that this this world is real and we are real and suffering is real and life is hard it doesn't it's not adequate to describe reality no yes as we have experienced it as i would i would say you know we're not uh you know, like the case of how do we know that we're not in the matrix? Uh, yeah. You know, it's things like that. And what's crazy, though, is that more and more of those types of thoughts, which were meant to be science fiction and other stuff, are people are kind of really buying into those things, you know? And and part of it is because we've uh, shifted some views of reality. You know? Well, and also, I think we were made to seek God, right? And so if you're made to seek God and really have a connection with him, and you try, you like, uh, you know, like totally uh, disconnect yourself from that. You're still made to seek something, right? And it could that could take its place. And if it's cooler, more comfortable to do, because God, He's gonna, um, you know, you're gonna have to deny some stuff in order to get to yes, God. But yes. over here, if I don't, have, I could just be whoever I want to all the time. Blah blah blah. Yes, those I could see how those type of thoughts start coming through because i'm gonna have to do i'm i can't do this this and this over here well you can't do this because you're trying to build a relationship with someone you do that in other relationships right like if i if i love my wife there's certain things i'm not gonna do but i don't look at that as sacrifice but over here when you're talking about the matrix when that movie came out it just seems like oh man you know this could be a solution this could be real you know what i'm saying yeah. so i could see that how that became uh popular uh, now i don't see how you can totally base your whole foundation of who you are on that that's i would like to talk to somebody about that but mm -hmm. um to see where their mindset is but i can see how it can catch hold yeah yeah for sure so while we're talking here we have thrown around god we've thrown yeah. god this and god that and uh so what we're all followers of christ here mm -hmm. and our hope and prayer in in this podcast is to perhaps introduce people to different i guess aspects or reasons to follow god or maybe expose them to reasons why they should maybe look at god again mm -hmm. um so what part does god as as followers of christ how should we how should where does god fit in in suffering and as a person who is struggling with following christ mm -hmm. or even god where does suffering what does that mean for them i guess maybe what my question is what, what does the bible say about it mm -hmm. um uh, and where does god really fit in the whole suffering issue yeah <laughs> so i mean I, I think that you uh so there are a few things so that we hold to that the bible teaches that god is sovereign mm -hmm. 
that he's in control. He's, he's in control. control. He's you know, so we, we talked about a couple weeks ago that if there's three things you can believe about God, then you can make it through anything. That's it. If God is in control, God is good, and he loves you. Mm-hmm. That's then, so good. You know, that you can get through anything. So so the first one definitely is that God is sovereign. Um, that means that he's, he's in control. So now the question is, does that mean that God wants me to suffer? Um, and one of the things we have to reconcile is that if God is sovereign, then anything that comes to us, has either been initiated by him or allowed by him. Mm-hmm. And if we believe those other three tenets that, that he's, or the other two, that he's good and he loves us, if he allows suffering to come to us because he's good and because he loves us, um, there can be a greater purpose to it. There can be things that he develops and shows us and all that. Um, but you look at, at tragedies and and there, there are some theological realities or truths that aren't, um, there's appropriate times to share those and there's not appropriate times. Like I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't go and uh, to the families that just lost children at uh, no, Nashville. And then we say like, Hey, God's got a plan. Yeah. This mm-hmm. got a plan. It's all good. <laughs> yeah. And that's, that's one thing when people are suffering, going through things, sometimes the best thing we can do as Christians is just shut up. Yeah. You know? Um, but so, so we need to recognize that the God is sovereign and, and all the things that that, that means. Um, I think the other thing is, is that we have to recognize that not all suffering is ultimately bad. Yes. Right. So yeah. like what you were talking about, you know, like when you're working weights, yeah. out, you know, so like it's kind of the same idea of freedom is that uh, freedom doesn't mean that everything is unrestrained. Yes. Freedom means that you naturally restrain some things in order to experience what you're truly wanting to experience. Mm-hmm. So you're free to eat anything that you want to yes. eat. But if you ate everything that you were free to eat, you wouldn't be in good health. So if you want good health, you naturally limit what you want to eat. Right? Yes, you're exactly <laughs> right. And and um, I feel like nowadays, too, since we're talking about relevant with the times, we are getting away from that. Mm-hmm. We're getting away from uh, we're getting away from what is it really true to be uh, healthy what it really, what it, what it looks like to really be able to, to be free because freedom is being overthrown by whatever you want to do. And that's, I love how you said that definition of freedom, uh, because ultimately if you sit down with some people and say, what do you want to do? And then you bring it back to what they're, the choices they're making and the, 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 the foundation that they're built upon, it really fights against what they ultimately want to do. But they have to uh, reel it in. But that's why it's so hard for us as Christians. We have to realize what we're telling people to do, right? Yeah. What what Jesus is telling us to do. His his plan is simple, right? Um, but simple doesn't always mean easy. That's right. And yeah. so when he's talking about deny yourself, pick up your cross, and follow me, that first very first part is what I think a lot of the culture today is suffering from because they're looking at deny. And then they're looking at freedom and they're not realizing that really denying yourself is is getting freedom because you want to achieve a certain goal. Uh, but but they're looking at freedom as like I can do whatever I want to. Yes. Like you said, God gave you that choice. You can. But man, to really get where you want to do, you don't even want to do. You really don't even want to do everything. So I think uh, it's important for us to kind of 
let people know that uh, in that definition um, of what really freedom is, because that has really been uh, miscued nowadays uh, yeah. as far as uh, the world is going. Yeah. yeah. I think when it especially comes to suffering, I think um, to kind of back up, mm-hmm. I'm sort of a big picture guy. Mm-hmm. I like to look at the big picture and then dial it down to where I am. Um, I, I think we, um, uh, we fight against three things every day of our life. And suffering can come from any of those three directions. Those three things are the world and its system. Um, as followers of Christ, we believe that the world is fallen. Yes. Um, it is an evil place. Uh, it is filled with sin. And it will not re- be redeemed and perfected until the Lord's return. Um, so we fight against the world system and the way it tells us to live. Mm-hmm. We fight against evil. Uh, we as followers of Christ believe that there is a personal evil, real alive devil. Uh, and he has agents, demons, if you want to call them that carry out his purposes. Uh, uh, I'm not one that believes there's a, a demon behind every bush. There's the demon behind the flat tire and the demon of the cold no, no. and the demon of the lost keys. <laughs> yeah, I don't believe that. Only a third of the angels fell. Uh, but I do believe they're real and they can influence and maybe cause suffering. Um, and we fight. And this is the big one. We fight against our own selves. Yeah, We're our own worst enemy. Yeah. We can talk us, ourselves into anything. And that brings a lot of suffering. So... Um, I think, you know, suffering is a fact of life. Um, But as we've been saying here, it doesn't have to end up bad uh, or in destruction. It can actually lead us to better places. Yeah. Yeah. There's there's a passage in first Timothy. Well, first Peter, I mean, that uh, that tells us, you know, that that suffering can be part of God's plan. And that uh, even and, and here's one of the things is that. You have God's perfect will and you have God's permissive will. All right. So God's perfect will is that the way he designed the world to operate, which would have been uh, humanity, uh, all of creation in perfect relationship with him. No barriers, no nothing. His permissive will um, allowed for free will. Mm -hmm. So free will um, he chose as as a greatest good in order for that relationship to be true and honest between humanity and, and him. Um, it required free will, but in the free will that allowed, uh, ha- had to make concessions and that his, he had to allow things that he didn't necessarily want. And that's one of the things I think we wrestle with. Yes. We think that, and that's where you get into like the, uh, some of the deterministic type uh, views is that everything that happens is God's perfect will, but that's not true. Some of it God allows and who do we, who do we hold responsible for, for our choices and you know is God responsible for our choices or are we responsible for our choices right um, and so in first Peter 419 it says so those who suffer according to God's will should in doing good entrust themselves to a faithful creator and in first Peter it's a great uh, book of the Bible to read in, in relation to looking at some suffering and stuff but what he says there is that sometimes sometimes, Suffering can be part of God's will for us. And I think that that's part of it is that sometimes suffering is the only teacher we'll listen to. 
Oh yeah, the guy who's broken down. School of hard knocks. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Because blessing. Sometimes we need to pray, Lord, save me from your blessings. Because think about it, when things get are really easy and comfortable, yes, we tend to not run to God as quickly. Slack we tend, off. We slack off. But when things get really hard, what happens? Nobody has to remind you to pray. <laughs> no. Nobody has to remind you to right pray back, when yeah. you're suffering, because now you're you're going back to God. Um, but I believe that the suffering ultimately has uh, uh, a, one cause ultimately, but then it, it is spread to all of us. And that is the uh, the cause of sin. Uh, but I just said, well, go that Jesus said that some people were born blind and, and it wasn't because of their sin or their parents sin. Uh, so 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 sometimes we suffer because of our choices. Right. We suffer because of maybe our own sin. Right. Sometimes we suffer because of someone else's choice. Yes. You know, so classic example is the drunk driver who hits hits a family and and somebody in that family gets hurt or something um that was that person's choice not that family's choice Mm -hmm. they suffered because of that other person's choice but sometimes we suffer because of adam and eve's sin just original sin because now the world is the universe the creation is under uh is broken because of that sin and we're under this uh it's also under this curse and and so uh, all of suffering can kind of be boiled down to those three things. And that, that may be oversimplistic, but you can kind of boil it down to that. Uh, but the reality is, the reality is, is that God has dealt with sin. You know, he's, he sent Jesus to, to die on the cross to be an atonement for our sin. Mm-hmm. So, so, so then why do Christians still suffer? Yeah, right. We were talking about that earlier. Yeah. Um, you're I, right. That came full circle. Yeah. <laughs> right back to the original question. I tell you what suffering does for me. Um, it, it puts things in perspective, oh, yeah. good or bad. Uh, when suffering comes upon me, it immediately makes me, forces me to line my, my life yeah, out yeah. and look at it. What have I been prior prioritizing? What what's messed up? What's good? What and and so it causes me to step into reality um, and look at my whole life as an entire thing, and I guess put things to the test. Is this my fault? Is this something I've done? Is is this the world's fault? Is this a a, a spiritual sort of attack? Is this a lesson for me to learn? Um, so it, it, that's one thing because I'm, I'm bad about getting into life and looking and not looking, you know, just going. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and, and I'm very bad also when things are good, uh, the important things fade into the background, um, because things are good. So let me ask you this, when suffering comes upon me, what choices do I have? And what I mean by that is, do do I have a choice? Um, and what choices are they? <clears throat> and I, and I think it falls into you know my my reaction to it, I guess. Yeah. Um, what choices do I have? That's all I was about to say. Now uh, you can you can really focus on what what you can like the little bit that you control, how you react to that. Um, you know, suffering does for me, too. It's, it's sort of like kind of what you said, too. Makes me reflect on, okay, how did I get in that situation? You know what I mean? How did I get here? Um, and 
why did I get here? Did I miss something God wanted me to see? You know what I'm saying? Because you start, uh, when suffering comes, you start going over all the promises, God. You, you, I mean, we've been to church for years. You, The preacher's talking about good, you know, blah, blah. And then you look at the suffering. He's, it's almost like a wake-up call to go back. Okay, yeah, remember? Yeah, like, yeah. okay, remember all this? You know, okay, then you try to analyze it. But then it also brings to me personally, just from a logical standpoint, what if let's say it takes you to a point to where you're like, oh, you know, like I don't want to deal with God, right? Do you it, it takes me to the point to where it's like, what is the alternative, Chris? You know what I'm saying? Is this suffering this bad that you're gonna give up on everything that you said about God and how you love, you want all these things from him, you want a connection with That's him? Good. You know what I mean? Uh, versus what's the alternative? Yeah. So if if I don't want that alternative, meaning like I want to act like there's no God and just go out and do my own thing. If I want to stick here and 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 be with be with here with God and believe all these things and you know pass these things down to my family and things like this, then I just need to trust in Him. And like what I say, sometimes it's just just be still, man. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you just got to be still. Um, and so that's what kind of what suffering, it, 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 it takes you to that point sometime. Uh, and then most of the time and not all the time, but the suffering that I'm going through, uh, I will instantly, almost God will reveal somebody who quote unquote is going through something worse. Yeah. Yeah. And then you're like, like I was really, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. you know, even if I'm feeling this, I could still go to, the, the kitchen right now and make a sandwich. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I can yeah, still yeah. go get some, I can get on my car and go to any restaurant. Want, you know, there's people that are really yeah. stubborn, yeah, Chris. Yeah, like, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. And I think God brings that to me. And that happens most of the time when I feel like I'm I'm suffering. So uh, I'm glad that you asked that question. What does yeah. suffering do this? I never really yeah. thought about it like that. I think so. here's, here's one question or one choice you have. Can I change it? Can I change it? If you can change it, then that's where the real relevant raw and ruthless comes yeah. in. You need to make a plan that's relevant. Don't say, oh, I'm going to lose 50 pounds. That may not be relevant. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It needs to be real. It needs yeah. to be a, an, an attainable goal, but uh, get a, a real relevant plan. And then when you get a plan and you can change it, be ruthless. Mm-hmm. Take no prisoners until that situation changes. The other choice is can somebody else change it? If that if that is if that's the answer, then by all means find that person. And and I think the one choice that it that it also leaves us with is can God change it? Yeah. And that is uh, that's the one that that we need to spend a lot of time in because he can. Yeah. Yeah, I think that there's a I've learned to pray the prayer of uh, God, I don't know how you're going to solve this problem, but I believe that you can, and I believe that you ultimately will. And so show me how to be patient till you do, right? Uh, kind of reminded me of the uh, story of Jonah in the Old Testament. In the story of Jonah, if Jonah is the child of God that God calls to be the, uh, you know, go and preach, you know, revival to uh, the Ninevites. In that whole story, You've got God speaking to Jonah. We have a, a case where he gives the, the great fish a command. And then we have where God speaks uh, to the people of Nineveh. In that story, the only person who was disobedient to God 
<laughs> was Jonah. And and he had to come come back around, right? And he was still mad when God worked. You know, the great fish obeyed, you know, but he was the only one that, that didn't. And and so like I said, you, we step back and we ask, like, okay, Lord, has has there had been something that's caused that I've done that's caused this. Now, I think one of the things we have to be careful about is that we can't have a view that God is waiting for with a hammer to to punish us. <laughs> oh yeah, you know, waiting for we, the hammer to fall. Yes. Yeah, waiting for that. And and that's where passages like Romans yeah. eight one tells us that therefore there is no longer any condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. That means yes. if He punished yes. Christ for your sins and then He turns around and punishes you for His sins, He's not a good judge. Mm-hmm. He's not a righteous judge. He's now punishing the same sin twice. Um, so He's not He's not waiting to bring this hammer of condemnation. Right. Um, but He does tell us that He disciplines His children, and sometimes. That discipline, and it's the same thing we I've done with our kids, and you've probably done with your kids, and you've done with your kids, is that sometimes you've got to let your kids suffer the consequences of their choice in order for them to teach to teach them. So, like I've used the example of our daughter when she was little. Every time we pull a pan, like of cookies in particular, out of the oven, set them up on the counter. She's reaching up there, you know. She's trying to, and we we no, don't do that. You're going to burn your hand with swatter hand with. Uh, you know, one time she was too quick ah. and she, you know, she, it didn't sizzle, but you know, it was like, <laughs> I got to give, I got to give some, some movie sound effects in here, you know, <laughs> but she reached up and she burned her hand, you know, a little bitty thing. She burned her hand. She cried. Guess what? We never had to tell her not to reach up and grab a hot pan again. Right. Yeah, because cool. she learned. So sometimes it's the same thing with us. Sometimes we don't think that something is really serious until we suffer because of, of it. And then that's where, like in, yeah. in First Peter, it tells us that God can take that suffering and use it to develop perseverance and character and 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 greater faith and all of these things like that. You know, uh, I think that it's 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 sometimes, like I said, sometimes suffering is the only teacher we'll listen to. Yeah. We won't listen to God. We won't listen to our parents, our spouse, or other good advice and wisdom. And then we go forward and think we're different than everybody else that's ever lived. And then we realize, so oh, yeah. Yeah, same thing to say. Uh, but so I think that uh, what, what's kind of some of the things we want to leave people with, guys? Like, uh, what do we want to want to send them away with? Well, um, I don't know. I don't know about you guys, but I I have seen people suffer, and uh, they lose hope, uh, and they wither and they die. I've seen it. Mm-hmm. Um, they just lose a grasp on everything. And then I'm gonna I'm going to uh, lift you up and encourage you for a second because I have seen you suffer. I haven't known you that long, but I have seen you go through a season in your in your life where you went through um, incredible pain, incredible suffering. There was a giant question mark over your head about why this was happening. It involved your family. I won't go into the details, but it was a very very dark time in your life. And I watched you go through it and you did not suffer alone. You prayed, you asked for help when you need it. You wept. Um, I'm sure in your quiet moments, you threw a fit, Um, but you never lost hope. You stayed anchored to your Lord and he carried you through and he is still carrying you through. I don't think that issue is completely 100% over, but, um, 
you're definitely on the lighter, lighter side of things and you are stronger and you have strengthened other people uh, through your walk with suffering. But I tell you what it brought home to me. Scripture tells us that these three things remain and that's faith, hope, and love. Those are powerful things. One of those things is hope. Um, there is always a reason to hope. There's always, especially if you follow Christ, especially, especially if you believe that there is a benevolent, loving God, there is always a, a way to hope, uh, a reason to hope. There's always something to grasp onto, always. Um, and for me, this one question actually proves that there is a God because there's so much suffering and pain on this earth that the only hope that we have is that justice is served in the afterlife. Yeah. It doesn't happen here, which means there has to be a God. And part of that is it all gets better on the other side. That's my cling to. So thank you for what you've taught me as you suffer. But for me, it's hope. There's always a reason to hope. And these things will change yeah. and make it worse. But it also could get better. So uh, cling to your hope, guys. Oh, my <laughs> throw it over to you. <laughs> How do I follow follow that? Uh, um, I guess I want to just leave with you guys that there, like, there is hope, uh, and there's certain tools that the Lord will uh, give you, and one of the tools is discernment. Right? That's um, good. And the discernment to you, the power of discernment is like uh, you just see everything differently right uh you'll see everything differently and that um like the blues in the sky will be different color right the tree will be different color the people that you see yeah. you'll see instead of seeing negative neg uh negative like you've seen somebody for your whole life right and all you focus on was negative and now you see they're positive right and so even in this suffering you'll be able to see it differently you'll be able to experience it differently um now we're not saying it's going to go away because as we've iterated, uh, re we've talked about multiple times that suffering could actually help you, but you'll be able to see it in a different life. And those are the things that God, our, our savior uh, provides to us uh, because he knows that we go through suffering. He knows that we go through hard times, but he gives you tools that not only endure, I don't want to just say you're just enduring it, but come out stronger. Okay. So you're coming out stronger on the other side. And uh, that was just a, a wonderful story that you said about Dr. Rick. You know, that, that, was, that was really cool for you to, to put that there because um, I didn't even know all that, but I can tell uh, through your leadership, because you've helped me certain times without um, even saying certain stuff. You know what I mean? Sometimes people can, you've been through it and it just resonates. And then when I go through something, it kind of helps me out without even, you really don't even know where it comes from or what it is, but I can see now, you know what I mean? Yeah. You can see that you've been through that. And those are the, some of the things that that power discernment and the gifts of God gives you to where you can help others. And I know you don't always want to go through things to help others, but man, that gift of giving is, is, is a powerful thing as well. So I yeah. want to leave you with that. Just, seek God and he'll give you these gifts to, in, to overcome that suffering and come better, uh, come out better on the other side. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And 
uh, I think, you know, it's, it's kind of like one of the things you find what you're looking for. All right. So, so if you're looking for like the positive or the negative, <laughs> oh, you're gonna, yeah. you're, you always find what you're looking yeah. for, right? Yeah. Um, and you can find that in people in particular. Uh, but like suffering isn't permanent. Oh, yes. So yes. suffering only Thank has a you. season. So, so if, uh, so on a cloudy day, do you cease to believe or you stop believing <laughs> the sun exists, right? No, you just know that now there's a cloud and at some point that cloud is yes. going to go away, right? Uh, but to kind of piggyback on what you were saying is that we have to remember that, that our story, and that story is going to include all kinds of things, suffering and other stuff. Our story may be someone else's survival guide. Mm. You know, and that's kind of what Second Corinthians one four says. Is it says that that we're to to comfort others in their affliction as God has comforted us in our affliction. Um, and so there's so here's one of the things that I, you know, tried to develop and and not been uh, always successful at it is, and and it's one of those things where you preach to yourself a little bit. Um, but sit down and if you're going through something that's difficult, one again know that this isn't punishment from God. This is, you know, God put all the punishment for sin on Jesus, but how would you counsel someone else like a friend that was going through that? And, and you've got all this wisdom, you've got all these things that you would say to them, but then when you're going through it, this has been with my experience through the particular season you're talking about is, is it like, man, I, I know what I would say to someone else. And then I was having a hard time believing it myself, <laughs> you know, and holding on to it. And I needed, and this is also the reason why that having a, a church family yes. is so important, a support so structure true. that supports your, your spiritual beliefs and supports you that um, because when you are weak, the, literally the Bible talks about it several different ways. Is it but basically usually where I'm weak? So like in my marriage yes. relationship where I'm weak, she's strong. Yes. Amy is strong. My wife is strong. And then when she's weak, I'm strong. And then in ministry, you know, we have a, a pastoral team and, and we, we each have these strengths and, and different experiences and, and things where we can lift one another up and encourage each other and, and uh, you know, even rebuke and correct each yes. other, right? Uh, but you need that, you know, yes. you, you need that. And so if, if you don't have that, I, I pray you'll seek that out. Um, find, uh, particularly if you're a believer, man, we, the scripture uses one of the main analogies that it uses about church is that we're a body, you know, yes. and that we're interconnected as as Christ is the head, and that we we can't live disconnected from the body. Um, if you if you chose to take out uh, an important organ like your heart, you take it out. What happens to the body? Yeah. The body. What happens to the heart? Well, the heart dies. The body dies. It's not it's not whole anymore. And so we have to have the kind of a bigger view. So. Um, you know, we've talked about suffering sometimes is like a wedge. It's either going to land in between you and God, and it seems to push you away from God, or it's going to land on the other side and like drive it. you to God. Oh, that's, yeah, I like that. And, so, and I got to say thank you to you, man. You yeah. taught me something today that I have to process, man. Like, uh, you know, the first thing that I usually answer suffering in my life with is why. But I want to learn like you to, instead of asking why, to ask what. What am I supposed to learn in this? Lord, what do you have in me for the, what are you teaching me? So I need to process that. So thank you, man. That's a good one for me. (laughs) I appreciate it. Uh, Okay. So, I mean, this has been a a great one, man, guys, 
you don't understand. Like I think so much during these things, you know. Yeah. So it's hard to kind of because we're thinking because we're learning. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, we have the battlefield, uh, the battlefield podcast, the battlefield.co. We have a lot of resources that we want to offer to you guys. Uh, check us out. And then also like, comment, and share on all these videos. Man, this is from the heart. These guys, we're, we're pouring out. We really want to help our, our fellow believers become disciples. Okay, let me Christ. get these books. Oh, yes. So uh, we had a few books okay. that uh, could be recommended. Like readers. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, so these are some good books that can help you if you're going through difficult times, uh, difficult things. One of those is, is Max Licato's books uh, that's called uh, You'll Get Through This. Okay. So that's a great book. Uh, Louis Giglio writes a great book called Not Forsaken. Uh, really, really good on that. Um, another Max Licato book is called Unshakable Hope. So it definitely oh, connects to that. Go. And I've read all these. I haven't fully read this one, but it's uh, it's the parts I have read are really good so far. But it's uh, Tony Evans' book oh, called yes. "Divine yeah, uh, Interruption." Yeah. Dude, right down the street. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And so those are these are just some resources that, if you're going through some some tough times, will help you, you know, help you see some other perspectives on it, and uh, are, are again great resources. And we'll put links to every one of these books on the Battlefield.co, so you can check it out. It'll be on the homepage. Uh, appreciate it, man. That's I love this. That's why we're different as podcasts. So once again, thank you, thank you guys. Uh, until next time, uh, stay tuned, stay blessed, and if you need anything, reach out to us. Thank you. Bye. Good job, guys. That was good.